Holy cow, we're back. Another episode, another week. We're still here. Most of us. Kenny Sandy and Hare left him long ago. I'm your host, Medium Daddy Cool, Eddie Jenkins, with your other host, Maximus Bacon. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Look at us. Two weeks in a row. Model of consistency. Shout out to Two Mark. weeks in a row? We we definitely missed a week. Or two. <laughs> hey, we, we haven't been canceled for the whole season yet. Old dad brain over there. Yeah. How are you doing, Kenny? Speaking of, uh, well, no, you'll you'll probably never give Marcy those grandkids. Uh, how you doing? Why well, we gotta talk about that in the first minute? Uh, I always want to give Marcy a shout out. She's a this number, song, one, number one fan. This background song is not nearly slow and depressing enough. It's not authentic. You know, uh, authentically. You want a funeral one? I, I want the funeral one, not a funeral. I want the official slow song that nobody can sing. I think that'd be great. Maybe instead, just get like the saddest band in the world to play it. Like get get like the remnants of Joy Division to play it. You know? Not even I get that reference. You don't get Joy Division? I know Joy Division. I just didn't never play. mind. Uh, Ian Curtis <laughs> killed himself anyway. Jesus, oh. I give up with you. Um, but we got we got a couple things to talk about. Um, but I before we get to the meat of the story, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and we didn't get to do it. But I, I really want to bring it up. I want to talk about this hypothetical and kind of a comparison at the same time. We got Jason Wright, right? He's been here through this whole change, this rebirth of a franchise, whatever the heck's going on after birth of a franchise, um, and he's done things i guess but i feel like they do things and then they have to go back and revise it because they didn't really do it right and that's with so many things you know so many things uh from the little patch on the jersey um down to uh sean taylor getting retired and now they're doing it again like they've had to redo everything how good has he been for the franchise and would the franchise what would the franchise look now, like now? Would they be in a better place or a worse place if Bruce Allen were still team president? I think a few things would be different. I think they would probably have a stadium deal. And I wonder what the name would be because I don't think it would be Commanders. And I know the jerseys would look vastly different. So I do know a few things would be better. I do hate Bruce Allen with all my heart. But what do you guys think the franchise would look like? Would they be in a better place? Would it be any different? Is Jason Wright just a name on a door? Well, you're talking about the look. I know for a fact it would feel greasy. If oh, Bruce for Allen sure. He's all here. He's um, I think you're right. You're probably on to something about the team name being different and, and whatnot. Um, I don't think commanders would have flown. Um, uniforms might have looked a little more retro, old school. Um Jason Wright kind of trying to modernize the franchise. He's kind of kind of taking us. Do you from think the that's old. him, though? Do you think that's him, or do you think like he's literally a name on a door? Because uh, either he's like pretty bad at his job because he can't just seem to get anything right, or it's Dan and Tanya, Tanya, whatever her name is. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Tanya. Uh, <laughs> Tanya Tucker. 
Yeah, I think I think uh yeah, I think Dan still ultimately has has most of the control. I think he uh you know, Jason Wright's the the public figure. He's the the fall guy if anything bad happens. He's the one that uh you know, we all bring our pitchforks at or supposed to if something oh, bad happens. I think after Jack Del Rio, the next person that would be on the chopping block is him. I think they would I would think they would cut him before they would let go of Rivera at this point. For whatever reason, like Rivera is there for, he's going to be there for five years. Yeah, every, well, everybody knows Plus. Rivera is a good dude. I think that's like, uh, even like Dallas fans tell me, like Ron Rivera is a good guy, great coach, good guy. Like, we like Rivera. You can't hate Rivera. So, yeah. I think they accomplished what they wanted to with that. If um, Jason Wright is Benny Hill, Bruce Allen is Adolf Hitler. I don't. I he is the most. He was the most toxic person. I think he's more toxic than Dan Snyder is. Uh, I think he had a lot more influence on what the the um, just insanity that was taking place during the end. I, I actually think I blame Bruce Allen for the end of the Redskins era because he basically drove a car off a cliff. Jason Wright is another puppet, but this is a puppet of the NFL, which is different than a puppet of Snyder. Um, I don't think he's – I think he is there to, like, kind of make Snyder happy-ish. But he's there to, as as doofy as he is, try to give us a good, like, image, even though, you know, it is a train wreck. It's, that's why I say he's Benny Hill um, because he's a good – he's a Roger Goodell guy, and Roger Goodell's an idiot. So, like, this is just a microcosm of that mountain, which is also not a clean – mountain with clean water um it's still toxic water but it's different than the toxic water that, co- that was coming off mount allen which was just sludge cancerous sludge um i'm so happy he's gone maybe you know what i would rather be the commanding commanders as a name and where actually don't play with underwear and just go commando as our uniforms if we got rid of bruce allen i just think that was the worst um thing that's probably happened the worst era of Washington football like even now with all the craziness going nothing will ever compare to the Bruce Allen years I think I feel like that took us from that was the transition from falling apart but like as a, as a team to falling apart as an organization I thought the culture was actually pretty damn good <laughs> um water bot Bruce Allen water bottle dot jpeg <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> there you go. That's this perfect. was the story of our downfall. Because every week was actually this was how this era started, and then it yeah. went into like uh, Gannon music. I feel like uh, I feel like Dan Snyder, like whenever things aren't going right, he just kind of he he only knows like one trick. He's like, let's let's bring in somebody big that's going to take the attention off of me. Like he did yeah, it, but, but that doesn't. Yeah, but that kind of stops working. You know what I mean? Like that just became like not enough at, yeah. at one point. Which, thank goodness, uh, because something needed to happen. But like in the end, I think Dan Snyder still is him leaving is the only hope the franchise ever has of being actually really good. Uh, I don't know what he's got on Goodell or anybody, but it's just it's it's ridiculous at this point. 
So would you would you be happier if the name was better and the the jerseys were better, et cetera, et cetera? Anything that maybe uh, Bruce would have gotten right if they were still basically in the same place they are now? No. Uh, or or are you glad it's chasing right and you're and you can stick with those things? Uh, I can I can deal with those things. I was so ready to get rid rid of Bruce Allen. I would have pretty much given up anything uh, team related at that point. Like the uniforms, they're they're not great. Like the yoga pants. After you pointed that out, like that bothers it the looks, hell out of me. It, it looks like Lululemon on the football field. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I can deal with that stuff as long as I don't have to deal with a piece of trash like Bruce Allen destroying the organization. Like. Even though things aren't going right right now, like I feel better about where we are as an organization with a chance to turn it around versus the he still got that shred of hope in his heart. What a weird well, thing. I, mean, like, I agree though. It's, it, it felt like we were literally driving off a cliff every day under Bruce Allen and a flaming like dumpster. We're stalled on the edge of the cliff right now, just staring down, being like, Can someone please tow us? And Jason, like, hey, give me like 10 years. Spider-Man has his web like uh, dangling us over the cliff and he, you know, he's going to pull us back up. Uh, I mean, the thing is, it wasn't going to get better with Bruce. Um, I don't have any, I don't, yeah, it was just going to get worse. I mean, the the worst thing about him was that he enabled Snyder too. Like he didn't, he didn't try to do anything else. You know, him and his slimy friends uh, were going to do what they were going to do. I mean, you saw the emails that leaked from John Gruden last year, like, uh, as as you guys know, like uh, the the two things I hate the most are the stupid name and and the awful jerseys. But I don't know that I could stomach Bruce Allen. Uh, By the way, uh, can I can I side note this for a second? Did you see yeah. what John? You see what John Gruden said yesterday or today? I think what he said. Please tell me something. He said he was defending those emails. He said, "But I really am a good person, and if you ever have to say that you're a good person." You know what that means? You're not. As the same person to be like, I'm not racist, but yeah. Like, oh, you're racist. And when anybody says blah blah blah, but right, he, you probably he said, know, guys. But I'm a good person. But now, I think I think the three of us would agree that I mean we wouldn't mind if they trotted out onto the field and called the unicorns and pink tutus. If we went to the Super Bowl, absolutely. Like the uniforms, they they may be, you know, sucky or whatever. But if they put I, a good I, product on the field, I don't care. I I don't know if I can say that to be honest. Um, you know, do you remember Joe Gibbs? We'll see though. Vote? We'll see Joe when they play Gibson. a real football game. How, how I feel about them. Joe Gibbs in like the late '80s, right after they won, I think their second Super Bowl, and they're like interviewing him, and he he was like, they're just talking about everything, and he was like. Yeah, like we're the best, and we have the ugliest jerseys in the NFL. And that was like our favorite coach about. It. Yeah, they became classic, but I mean, like that's it. Doesn't matter what you wear. There was a time when the, the Redskins chose those colors, and I'm pretty sure everyone was like, "Ew, what's that?" But then after 60 years, you're going, "That's awesome." Who I mean, 60 years. Yeah, but see, it's just it's it's different. Uh, you know, again, it's it's, it's uh, what you associate with the games and stuff, uh, and and stuff like that. So. We'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll see how I feel about it here in what ten days, something like that. It's not That's too far. Days. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah, I just thought that interesting hypothetical. It's uh, it's something interesting to think about in the multiverse out there. I'm sure it exists. That that uh, Bruce Allen is still present 
of the Washington somethings. Uh, no, no, no. He's probably president of the San Antonio somethings because we've been relocated because he's Bruce Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. They're actually probably called the somethings. Right, change I mean, to the actual somethings. If they move them to Dumfries, it might as well be San Antonio, to be honest. <laughs> um, maybe we'd be maybe we'd be named the Washington Bullets. That'd be way better than Commanders. <laughs> uh, it's way better than Wizards. Still, uh, that's one of the dumbest name changes ever. <laughs> they still should have been Sea Dogs, which was one of the <laughs> candidates. Which, yeah. which is wor- which is worse, Eddie? Redskins to Commanders, or or hold on, Redskins to football team to Commanders, or Wizards Bullets to Wizards. I, I bullets is pretty cool. Like I would say that if, if you told anybody like your team's name is bullets, they'd be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like you tell them your team name is wizards. Like you're either a Chris Jericho fan or just like lame. Nobody's going to yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the dumbest name. Like I, I, I don't own any, any wizard stuff. Uh, I own, only own uh, bullet stuff. Uh, as as you can see, I like the old school stuff. So I am. I bet, uh, I bet Kenny. I bet Kenny owns like every Wizards item ever I, known to man. I got a, I got, I got a fair amount. You got just lots Wizards, of Jordan Wizards, jerseys. Uh, Wizards loincloth on right now. <laughs> we only. That's why we only do um, <laughs> chest up. <laughs> Thank God. No one knows going down uh, under the mic. <laughs> oh goodness! Let's uh, come on. Marcy's listening. We don't. We don't need to talk <laughs> like that. Hobby. Number one, Hoggy. Oh, by the Not way, allowed to, call her that. to get more viewers, um, hashtag Hoggy the mic, hashtag Serena. Number, <laughs> number one. <laughs> what? Then we combine the two and people like come find us. The US, Open. the U.S. Open right now. Yeah, re- retweet it, Kenny. Let's see if that works for us. <laughs> anyway, um, today, as you know, there's a lot of roster moves, a lot of big moves going on in the NFL at large and in Washington. They're down to a 53-man roster, and they've been filling up their uh, practice squad as well. Um, what, what are you guys seeing? What are you interested in? Do you think uh, they're strengthening up things? Do you think uh, there's still a lot of questions? How are you guys feeling? Uh, so I don't think there was too many surprises. Jarrett Patterson I really liked. Uh, we cut him. Um, other than him, I don't think, uh, Danny Johnson, you could say, but like, once you get to this point, you're, you're picking straws, like, like is Danny Johnson, should he be on a 53 man roster? Maybe. Um, is he better than some of the guys we just got? Possibly nothing like that stands. That's like, Whoa, like, I can't believe he didn't make it. He must've had a terrible off season. Um, I'm just more concerned that we have. 15 cornerbacks and one linebacker and one tight end on the entire team. Cause like, I just, there's going to be an injury or two in week one, two, two, and then we're going to be picking off other guys, practice squads to fill in starter roles. You know, at, at least like we're not the New York jets. Like they, uh, they're an awful team. Like we are. And we had zero people picked up that we sent to, or that we cut. You know, nobody picked up any of our players on waivers, yet the Jets had 11 picked up. Yeah, but you know why? Because our players stink. <laughs> pretty much. And if John you're alone- Bostic, John Bostic was cut by, or wasn't re signed, spent two weeks in New Orleans, and they said, We don't want you. And then no one touched him on waivers, and now he's back with us. Sounds about right. 
And I, I guarantee, I guarantee that John Bostic will probably be starting in the next six weeks, first six weeks of the season. Probably. Yeah. I mean, sadly, like we're, we're not deep at linebacker. We're really not deep at corner outside of the starters. Like we have solid starters, but we're not deep. Um, but linebacker is, is the big concern to me. I mean, Milo Eifler. Cam Curl, but he's in a sling now. He's broken. Yeah, that's what, I, that's, use that's him. what I'm trying to get somebody to, to, to remind <laughs> people of. Uh, he's, and that's my that's boy. a question right there. That, that's the guy I said was going to be the breakout star this year. And yeah, defensive won. MVP. He has, he's got Pinocchio uh, wooden arms attached to him. I'm I'm okay. Yeah, you're scrolling. Well, I'll I'll make some comments. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of uh, Derek Forrest. This is like camp. the credits to the saddest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Directed you know, by Dan Snyder, written by Dan Snyder, produced by Dan Snyder, and it's like, oh my god, all these actors have probably were special thanks to time. name on wall, Jason Wright. Yeah, Antonio Gibson. That's uh, our punt returner. No, no, uh, that's our that's our running back because our running back run down in DC. That's that's pathetic. What kind like, of year is he gonna have? That, I think he's solid. I, like Kendall Fuller is a guy that I don't worry about too much. There's probably a few games where I'm gonna be like, "Damn it, Kendall Fuller!" And there's gonna be some games where I'm like, "That was a damn good game, Kendall Fuller." But like, I don't think you know, no Pro Bowl. No, I'm upset with him too much. How many that, games does this guy play in, and how many does he start? Taylor Heineke, well, I won't do playing. I'll say start. I'm going to say Taylor Heineke starts four games. I bet you, Max, what are you thinking? Uh, I feel like if you had to put a line on it, it, it would be like two and a half. Like, uh, I'm somewhere in the Kenny range. Uh, like, Wentz has not proven that he can stay healthy for a whole season consistently. And Sam Howell looks pretty damn good in the preseason, so – uh, that's week ten, so iffy, though. Week ten, you know, he could he could have uh, overtaken Heineke by then. Like, uh, but they also signed Heineke for two years, so they kind of got to make a decision on what they're going to do with him after this year. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think unless two guys get injured, I don't see Sam Howell getting in. I do think like I can see because it's just Carson Wentz. You know, a, a minor sprained ankle, concussion, something knocks him out two to four weeks, and Heineke's in the middle of the season at some point. And looks like he always does. Good for a half, bad for a half. Could have won the game, could have lost the game. Well, see, uh, he's really good when he comes in, I think, in relief compared to when he comes in and he's like uh, people are game planning against him. And, again, last year was his rookie, basically his de facto rookie season uh, as a starter. So maybe he's learned, maybe he's grown. What we've seen in uh, preseason certainly probably hasn't told that story, but uh, – Maybe, maybe he has. We'll see. Uh, but I think uh, we'll probably see him start uh, maybe six games, maybe more. Um, I'm going to say six plus. I, I don't trust in uh, Carson Wentz to be to be upright and okay and uh, cleared every week of the season. It's just uh, doesn't happen often for old Big Red. You know, you know what makes me sad about this? Like, I spent hours of one day like looking at old rosters from like the early 2000s on like teams and I was like oh we have hope to win these games and I like look at all the players and I'm like yep he lasted about two more years in the league Thought a lot was- of these guys are like almost who's who as you go go through this 
Um, if you ask like the casual NFL fan, uh, like, you know, not like an expert, not, not a guy that's like super into every player, but you like showed him this roster. You'd be like, who's never heard of Cornelius Lucas, never heard of Fedarian Mathis, never heard of David Mayo, never heard of Bobby McCain. Like who are they? Like we know them because they're on our, on our often yeah, yeah. practice squads 14 times a year. Who are these guys? Like, who are they? I mean, they're they're still um, in a rebuild, like uh, and to think. No, I, I, I get that. I get where we are and stuff. But we have just so many guys that are like Max said. In two years, you're going to look at this roster, and we're going to be like, "Who's this guy?" And who's this guy? Like, and they're on our 53 man roster right now. Obviously, you're JD McKissick. Like he's highlighted. He's like gonna uh, every year. As yeah, yeah. How important is this guy to well, the after- offense functioning and being good and being in a third? Third uh, down outlet. Uh, for I mean, he Ryan. might be he might be more than that now that Brian Robinson's gone, and we kind mm-hmm. of like gave away you know a bunch of running backs as well. JD McKissick might be kind of our RB two at this point. When JD McKissick is not on the field, like you notice, um, he he makes plays. He definitely opens up the offense because he's so quick, and they can just dump it out like. It, it opens up the middle of the pack because when it, whenever they give the ball to J.D. McKissick up the middle, like nobody's there because they just expect it to go wide. But, uh, you know, we do that a couple times. It sucks everybody in, and then we start dumping it out again, and we move the ball. Like, it's mm-hmm. he's, he's vital. He's vital. Absolutely. Um, uh, I, I think I think you're going to see him a lot. Uh, last year he was pretty hot at times, like uh, put up a lot of points, put up a lot of yards. I, I think he's going to be – Especially with a very questionable backfield. I said, and he's on a fantasy team of mine already. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And and he literally did not sign with the Bills to come back to our team. Like he was going to go to the Bills. Two guys, two guys that were right there. We just highlighted the back. McKissick and McLaurin just said, for some reason, go Commanders. We want to be a part of this organization. Yep. Uh, and Terry, they're, they're I good think guys. Just, and Terry's a, a special guy. Uh, Terry is a, a face you want on your franchise. You want him to be the face of your franchise. And right now, he is. He's the best player on the team. And I would say that Jonathan Allen's that guy on defense because he usually says the right things, but he also punched uh, Deron Payne in the side of the head on the sideline. Yeah. I don't ever <laughs> like, see Terry uh, doing that. Honestly, in, Eddie, I wouldn't even a, say that McLaurin's the face of our franchise because I still think it's Chase Young on a national level. Now this year is going to be determined whether it's Chase Young going forward. McLaurin is under underrated. Uh, no, correct. Correct. He's like the Daryl by Green. all standards, not the which face, is, which but is he's a like shame. That guy everyone knows. Uh, but he's also the guy that consistently puts up numbers. And I oh, think if you're 100%. a fan of this team, uh, he's your favorite player. Yeah. So I'll go with Dude. that. I think he's everyone's favorite player, but that, the face that's of what I mean. By, that's what I mean. Face of the franchise. Right. Like he's, the, he's the people like the people that are actually fans of the team and actually going to put down their their shekels right. for for a ticket. Uh, I always, I that, always that's your favorite player right now. Who else? I always think there's the franchise like ESPN is doing a promo of Monday Night Football. Your team's on it. Who do they show on the graphic? It's always if Chase Young's healthy, it's gonna be Chase Young. Yeah, yeah, but he's not. I, and he has I agree. That's the problem. Surprise. I would say uh, that uh, I would say Terry McLaurin is literally like Nolan Ryan on the Rangers. Like, he, he's the bona fide star that's going to have an amazing game that's going to win it for you, but the rest of the team is so crappy that you could throw almost a no-hitter and still lose. Right. He, you know he's my favorite all-time baseball player, Max? Who? Uh, Nolan Ryan. 
Okay. Well, there you go. You like my comparison. You like my comparison. That's good. But, you know, a younger Nolan Ryan on the Rangers. Cause he was like 40, I think. <laughs> he was at the Rangers. He was he was an old man, but he was still throwing like 110 mile per hour fastballs. No uh, hitters. Just a, just a beast. Um, with a bloody nose and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing no, that, that was, I am um, worried, more recent worried about. Uh, one thing I am worried about, and it's supposed to be a strong suit on this team, um, but there's no depth there, and they don't have a proven uh, second defensive end right now. They let their other two options go for some reason. It's the defensive line. Like, are, are you guys not worried about it? I, I do not trust them to be able to get off the field uh, on third down. Uh, even that's, even during the preseason, they look much the same. That's the problem. It's it's the pass rush that in 2020 won us a, a division. I mean, albeit we were very mediocre, but like the only reason we won that division was our defensive line. Then in 2021 was just garbage. And if, and if they don't do anything, we got worse – defensively behind them, I think, this year. Especially, like, you know, we got thinner at linebacker, if that was even possible. I think we got a little thinner uh, defensive backs, if that was possible. You're, you rely on the D-line to make that all work, and if, if it's 2021 all over again, we're done. We're not yeah. – we're having a terrible season. They... I, I really I really just don't trust them to get off the field. Like, uh, I'm, I'm worried about the defensive line. We we talked about the uh, the linebacking crew. I think you you if you know anything about football, <laughs> you know they're pretty bad at linebacker, and they're very very unproven uh, in the secondary too. They just picked up two guys off of waivers, and they usually start what five cornerbacks. Yeah, these guys are going to see pl- significant playing time, and they yeah. got cut. I I am I am very worried about the defensive side of the ball. We don't okay. know how good the offense is going to gel. And we don't know <laughs> if that defense is going to be any better than last year. And the, so, the thing that's crazy to me is like first, and we watched it all last year, first and second down, they're actually a very good defensive team. It's just like, they don't know what to do on third and long. There's no, I blame Del Rio more, more than the players on this because it just seems like there's a scheme that they, he's in his own head that he's like, no, it'll work. And it doesn't. He's like, no, it works. It's my way. And then it doesn't. And you do that 24 times a game until you're like, you're bald like me because all your hair has been pulled out of your head. And so, <laughs> like, I don't think it's really the players. I know we're weak. I know it's, the depth is not there. I just – third and 17 shouldn't well, happen even in, on any team consistently. No. Well, you know, uh, would you expect anything else from uh, old Mr. Dustup? <laughs> I mean, I think that's what I'm saying. So if, if third and 17 is a problem again this year, Del Rio has to go. Oh, oh yeah, he's definitely sure. first on the chopping block. Well, I, don't, I don't mean like, you know, we just had a couple games that were bad defensively, but we went four and 13 because this nothing worked. It needs to be like last year was just amazing. How like there were times where if it was over third and 10, I was less confident when it was third and two. Yep. So if, yeah. I'm, if we're back there by week 12 of, again, Del Rio has to leave. Yeah, I agree. Let let me say that uh, it just seems like we went the way of the Bengals more than uh, you know going with defensive players. Like we just we just shored up the offense all off season. Basically, like we're just like yeah, if we're not going to stop anybody, we're going to have to score. So we you know make it a point to sign McLaurin, 
Uh, we draft Jahan Dotson. We draft Brian Robinson. Um, Fidelian Mathis in the second round is basically just a, a defensive depth replacement because we lost all of our defensive line depth. I think uh, the first round pick on Davis um, last year is still just lingering. It's pretty dreadful. Uh, it, it didn't address anything. Like, I don't know how they made such a huge mistake. Well, I thought I thought they drafted the right position. I just think they didn't draft the right yeah. guy. It, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know how they whipped this badly because the guy well, that, looked pretty. So, so one of the more, more concerning things that I was reading about after our last preseason game is he. So he started the whole game, mm-hmm. which is already concerning. And the more concerning stat is he didn't have his first tackle until the third quarter. And then remember, so this isn't this isn't we're playing the Super Bowl champion Rams and they're just that good and quick. He's playing against third stringers on the Ravens, and the guy makes his first tackle in the third quarter, and he's being played because we're trying to get this guy caught up to speed. London Fletcher could come in right now off the streets and be better. Correct. And make more tackles than that. No, right. Yes. Would, Have more of an impact than J- now, now listen, it's preseason. I don't judge in preseason because it's not nothing counts, nothing matters. I'm going to give Jamin Davis half the season before I even decide to put a stamp on him as a bust. But if we're in week nine plus and we're still right here, that's when the uh-ohs and the spaghettios begin. <laughs> hey, that's 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 exactly why you draft best player available and you don't draft opposition of need because I feel like they reached on Davis because they knew they needed a linebacker. He was like next on the board, and you know that look where that turned out for him. But my bold prediction this season is that by week ten, if we are still in playoff contention, Kerrigan comes out of retirement. Kerrigan is not coming out of retirement. He is. He's going to. He's still <laughs> he's still hanging around. He's coaching the, thing the guys. Is, he, he's I will say um, his last year here, uh, in almost every time they put him in, he was making plays. Like, uh, I, you saw his number, and you saw his number called quite often, I feel like. Well, um, that's because they, they actually – I can't believe I'm about to um, comment and, and, and give a compliment to um, the Washington football team staff. They used him so correctly that last year because if you remember, it was just like third and long. And mm-hmm. they're like, you have one goal, get the quarterback. And he was like, done. Yeah. So he was, it's because he was only playing like if you remember, plays a game, fresh and murdering people. They broke him. Uh, I, I feel like him and Brian Arakpo would have had way better careers if they hadn't been put in that awful uh, defense. Because remember, that was uh, when they changed from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Yeah. So, like, they had to go out of their unnatural positions. Like, uh, I think Washington hindered the careers of both of those guys. Uh, and they would have been, a lot of guys. And, and they would have been way better. Um, I still remember um, Kerrigan's first game where he – I think it was his first home game. He got an interception and returned it for a touchdown. It was a pick six. Atlanta, I think. I, think. I was going to say New York. Atlanta, like it, might, it was either Atlanta or New York Giants. But I think he also had a pick six against Atlanta, too, because he's done it a couple times. Um but yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I bet he's still got some of the tank, and he's probably better than most of the guys they got in the team. Well, so I'll agree that he's definitely he's, he's, better. He's better than he's better than the options they have uh, yes. at the at defensive end right now. Correct. I don't think he's coming out of retirement, but I will say that he could 
just joined this team couldn't be worse than our if he's going to play like he could play linebacker like back kind of what he used to like drop back and be much better than what we have at the moment hey, for sure that's what that's why i threw the caveat in of uh if we're still in playoff contention because that's that makes it a lot less likely we'll but see. if we're in playoff contention that probably doesn't mean we're giving up third and 17s every single play or every single third down <laughs> uh, so, you never know uh, let, let's look at that schedule and see see what it looks like well, I maybe, maybe they got maybe they got a few uh, games they can win here in a minute. Um, uh, let's let's keep moving on uh, here a little bit. How about Brian Robinson? I know I know he. Uh, do you guys think he's going to return this year after being shot? So I do. I, I, I do um, based on what they're saying about the the bullet going through his knee without hitting any important uh, structure. And mm-hmm. so I think I think he can play. I think he will play. I think that's why he made the fifty three. And. Um, I just, it, it was like awful seeing that news. Like it, it just PTSD'd me from the Sean Taylor thing. Like, because when Sean Taylor got shot, like I didn't think he was going to die. And then like, I mean, and then oh, cause the reports were like, dude was shot in the leg. He's like, you know, going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. And then that's kind of what they were saying about Robinson. Nice. And then all I can think is, God, I hope they got this one right. Um, because they said it was non-life-threatening. Thank God he was at the facility yesterday. Like, he's in good spirits. I, I do think he'll play, but I don't think they'll rush him back, like, especially if we're not winning. So so I'll go with the Kerrigan route that you said. I think he could come back at the end of the season if we're in playoff contention. Otherwise, it's like, dude, just make sure your legs are good for next year. <laughs> or, or else he will turn into? Bryce Love. There you go. And and speaking of legs, how are you guys feeling about Sly? Is, you, is he your guy? Yeah, like at, at the moment, um, yeah. I, I've had uh, I've had faith in him. Like since they brought him back, like I think he's a good kicker. I think he's better than Hopkins ever thought about being. But uh, here at least, he's great in San Diego, which we all or Los Angeles. We all saw that coming. They're always good, not in FedEx. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. So, but he just get get his misses out of the way in the preseason, and uh, let's just get it done when the real games start. And I don't we'll trust be okay. him at all. And as soon as he misses one, you know what I'm going to say. But there's uh, a difference between missing one and what Hopkins used to do, which was make, make, make. All right, we're down by three. Let's tie this game, Shank. Same thing with Graham Gano. So right, right, right. So so Sly can miss one, but the, for me, it's like. Is this a game-changing moment? Is it in the third or fourth quarter, and is it a makeable field goal? If, if it is, make it. If it's the no, first it, possession, you miss plus, it. If it's fifty plus, I'll give him. I'll give him a little leeway. But if he misses anything below that, as an NFL kicker, unless there's like a, a freaking cyclone in, in the stadium, cut him. Yeah, but nobody okay. goes perfect. Like you're gonna miss a few. I just don't want to see him missing things that change the game, which is what Hopkins used to do. I'm just saying, let's set the culture of the accountability. If you suck, you get cut. Well, if we do that, we'll have six players on our team by week three. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Speaking of uh, the six players that would be on the team, how are you guys feeling about Log- uh, old Logie Tommy, uh, Logan Thomas here? Are you guys excited to have him back? Do you think he's going to be an important part of the offense this year? Because I think he's going to be very important. You see the relationship that Wentz has had with his tight ends before, and this is – easily the best tight end on the team if you watch the uh, first uh preseason game at all like 
Wentz's first five passes went to the tight end and you mm-hmm. know it's, it's some no-name guy that we you know picked up this offseason Logan Thomas uh, has the experience and has the talent to to be a star uh, for Wentz I, th- I think he's on track to play week one and uh, yeah he's going to be big this year if if his knee's good so that's 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 my thing I'm very excited he's back. I'm just very uh, kind of cautiously optimistic because I really do see him not being the same. He was never supposed to be as good as he was in 2020 when he was like just taking charge and winning us games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I If he takes a few steps back and it's disappointing, not shocking. Um, it would be disappointing, just not shocking, which is kind of what I'm bracing for at this point. Well, see, I, I think the only thing standing in his way is if he gets hurt or not. If, if he can stay not injured, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be uh, one of the best players on the team. Uh, I think he's really good. I think he's going to be good in that offense. We'll see if uh, they can get the ball to him. Let's uh, let's move it on a bit down here just a little bit to the favorite, the second best player on the team. Well, let's just Let's just say Tressway, we all love him. Second best player. Yeah. I think they yeah. I think I think they should just fire Rivera and let Tressway coach <laughs> and also punt. Here's we're not gonna the... we're not we're not gonna talk about Carson Wentz. We're gonna talk about <laughs> Willie Beavers. We'll be talking about him plenty uh come <laughs> the start of the season. We can uh we can just do one more on Carson Wentz here. Um one one thing Carson Wentz uh has to do this year to to be successful. What do you think that is? Not turn over the ball. How about you, Max? Uh, take I, a good... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, my thing is this. He never, even in his, his poor years, it's never really been about interceptions. It's fumbling. The dude mm-hmm. just fumbles more than Antonio Gibson. So if that goes away, I'll be a lot more confident in him. Okay. Sorry, you gave ahead. such a you gave such a concise answer. I was so proud of you for once. It was. <laughs> I hated that you went back. You you really. <laughs> you blew it. Damn. Yeah, you damn blew- it. How about you, Max? Uh, what's one thing he has to do to be successful this year? I think he needs to to take another real goofy picture for you to zoom in on six times and send in our group text. It's because he's so ginger, and that suit is so ginger. Or the the, the weird yoga costume is so red. It just looks so weird. I'm yeah. surprised we haven't changed our Dan Snyder hog in the mic background to the Carson Wentz starter jacket uh, picture. Yeah, right. Because that's the I one can't. that – but that encompasses, like, our new season because it's, like, Commanders and Carson Wentz. And then that's, like, the saddest picture you've ever seen in your life. I, I don't know that I, Dan Snyder picks pretty sad. It is. No. To me, Dan Snyder now. Now it's, like, Carson Wentz, S-Z-N. To me, I think the one thing he has to do is, like we talked about earlier, it's stay healthy. Um, I think Carson Wentz is probably a pretty decent football player, but since he got hurt uh, the Super Bowl year for the uh, for the Eagles, he's just not been the same. And uh, this is this is his last shot. Uh, he needs this as much as the team needs it. Uh, yeah. Needs him. So if, if he if he doesn't do well here, this is his third stop as a starter. You run out of chances at one point, and this is most likely his last chance if it doesn't go well. So I, I'm guessing he's going to put the effort in. Yeah, oh, I, th- absolutely. I, I think he uh, I think what he needs to do and I think the coaches have worked on this in camp. I think he just he can't look over his shoulder. Um, he I think he's got Nick Foles itis ever since he got hurt. Um, 
Willie Beavers. Um, anyway, <laughs> I just think he needs to focus on putting his best products on the field, not worrying about who's behind him. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Well, like who's in front of him, like Willie Beavers. Uh, do you not like Willie Beavers? I don't know who Willie Beavers is. <laughs> well, you're you're not a very big fan if you don't know who Willie Beavers is. <laughs> Pretty sure he plays practice, had two practices for us, and then was on the IR somehow. He's friends. With, he's friends with Corn Elder <laughs> and uh, Wild Goose. I, I did want to scroll through the the practice squad. We won't linger on it or anything. But Corn Elder's back there. Troy Apke, Kenny's second favorite player. We cannot get rid of Troy Apke. Troy Apke's like coronavirus. <laughs> uh, Jarrett Patterson. Here we go, hometown boy. Hope he uh, hope he sticks around. Uh, I, I do I, like, I like him. him. You you'll, you'll like to see a guy like him uh, be on a team like this because you know he actually cares and loves this team uh much in the same way you do that picture of him last year is pretty funny and uh all the old redskins gear yeah i feel like uh john toth is going to be on the next episode of house of the dragon (laughs) i haven't watched any of that yet all right now let's uh let's switch it up just a little bit let's switch it up just a little bit and let's go doesn't even know what that is does he what switching it up Uh, house of the dragon House of the Dragon, or that. House of the know? Dragon, I watched the last two episodes. Oh, look at you. It's really good. It's really freaking good. Like if uh, Washington sucks and they're on Sunday Night Football, I may just watch House of the Dragon instead. <laughs> <laughs> at least that'll be good. And like it's like it's like Game of Thrones used to be before they ruined it at the end. Exactly. 100%. I like Eddie's there background. Go. There we go. Uh, here it is. The schedule this year. Let's do it. Let's go through these each game, and, Hold and on. Um, keep, keep we're, your we're, keep, keep your tally marks. Play we're some live. play some sad we're funeral music. Take five minutes. Can you all what talk for five minutes? Can we what? I said we're live. We can't pause it. Can you all talk for five minutes? I got to do something for five minutes. I don't oh, want to sure. know what that is, but sure. Sure, we'll we'll do that. Oh God, I don't even want to know what, what what's going to happen when you return. <laughs> I think he got uh, he might have IBS. Can we uh can we have some sad funeral music or or something? <laughs> uh we can't. But we could. <laughs> I might have some music on here. Let's see here. Play the uh, un- uh, Undertaker's theme song while we're going through the schedule. Uh How about just more Benny Hill? <laughs> Which is pretty much uh this should honestly be the new fight song. It's just Benny Hill music. Yeah, there you go. Because um, that's what the yep. team is. Uh, pretty sad. Um, and, so we finished the, the preseason 0-3. Not sure what's happening there. What happened? There we go. <laughs> I looked up my computer. It was refreshing there for a second. Yeah, finished the, the preseason. Thank God it was so it was abbreviated and we didn't have to watch a fourth game. Yeah, I'm, I was totally fine with that. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not surprised we finished the preseason 0 3. Like, uh, the Ravens apparently want to win every preseason game they ever play for some odd reason. Uh, yeah, I, can, I care less about uh, Baltimore ons, even though I'm kind of one of them. Um, I'm looking <laughs> at these first five games, though, right? Mm hmm. Me, just on, on their face. I see one definitive loss, like b- before the game even even happens. Like on paper, 
there's one team that's certainly better than Washington. And that's the Eagles. You think I the Eagles just, are? You think the Eagles are better than Dallas? Yes, I don't think. Yeah. I think what Dallas did last year, um, with all those uh, leading in turnovers, uh, that's mm-hmm. really, really hard to replicate season to season. That's that's one of those things that just kind of happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I don't think they're going to be that that good, and they've got some injuries. I don't see Dallas being that good this year. Um, so you, I think I think the Eagles are the clear favorite in the East and maybe the second best team in the conference. So if you were to throw money down on who would win the N- NFC East, you would pick the Eagles. The Eagles. Okay. Yeah, and, and right now, looking at it, Week One, I would say the Eagles for sure. I, do I want that to happen? No. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm pulling up the odds here now. All right. So NFC East, the favorite. Is slightly the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, just ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles are six to five, which basically means if you bet sixty dollars, you'd win fifty dollars. Thanks for uh, explaining to me. I won't remember it later. <laughs> Dallas, if you bet thirty, you'd win twenty. Um, Washington is thirteen to two to win the division. So, um. Actually, I apologize. You, you need to flip that around. Um, if the Eagles, you bet 50, you'd win 60. Dallas, if you bet 20, you'd win 30. Washington, if you bet 20, you'd win 130. And the Giants are, are dead last at 15 to 2. $20 bet would net you $300. So they got the Giants last Yeah. Washington? That says something. That says something, at least. Yep. Um, but uh, that is, that- I... I actually agree with you on the Eagles. Um, that is my that was my favorite to win it this year. For some reason, the NFC East tends to like rotate division winners all the time. Uh, not, and it's not usually sure the it Cowboys is, but... and the Eagles, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, we somehow sneak in there like every what five years or or something. Yeah, something like that. It's like that, Three to five that years. year that year where everybody's hurt and somehow uh, they get hot for like the last eight games of the year and, <laughs> and barely make the playoffs at nine and seven. You never uh, know. I'll take it at this point, you know. Um, but looking at these other these other five, these first five here, let's just okay. keep it keep it in a tight window. Who else? Who else are you worried about? Like, is there another team here that you're worried about? Because I'm not really like the Cowboys. Of course, that's going to be a hard game. But I think Washington is always always has the ability to beat the Cowboys. And the Cowboys always have the ability to beat Washington, no matter when it is. Like, I don't care how good or how bad they are. It always happens between those two teams, um, and again, I don't think I don't think Dallas is that good. Okay, so looking at the first five games, I'm going to say best case scenario three and two, worst case scenario one and four. I one think uh, I, I'm I'm actually semi worried about the the Jacksonville game only because Doug Peterson knows how to get under Carson Wentz's skin just because he's been around him so long. Um, I think we're only favored. I think we're only favored by three um, at home. So they see so it, it's they basically see it. even. Even. Uh, this is this is Trevor Lawrence's sophomore year, so he's got that year of experience. Uh, if he's the uh, generational player everybody pe- pegged him as as the number one pick in the draft, like he's got to start to show that this year. And, and you got to believe, like, last year was – you kind of got to give him a scratch there with all that was going on. It was madness. Like, he didn't deserve that. Like, 
one of the worst coaches in NFL history. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for him. Yep. And then, uh, for some reason, everybody's pretty high on the Lions this year. I'm not I'm not sure what it is, whether it's that they were on hard knocks and people just like what they're seeing or or what. But uh, That happens. People, people uh, start having compassion for these guys once they know them on a, a, some some sort of personal level, I think, uh, once they watch a TV series. I, I haven't watched any of it this year. I thought about maybe uh, marathoning it before the season starts. Um, it's always kind of the same show these, these days, though, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I do wish they could do it for an actual dysfunctional franchise where there's a lot of drama. Like here, uh, I would I would love to put uh, Dan Snyder's bullshit in the national lens, but you know the NFL will never, never, ever allow that. Um, yeah. So you said worst, best case scenario? What'd you say? Best case scenario, I think three and two. Uh, worst case scenario, I think one and four. Three and two, so uh, I'm guessing you're going to say the Cowboys is the maybe other loss, probably. Yeah, or, or the Titans. Uh, I mean, they, they've they've either made that made or came close to of being in the playoffs the last you know five years. They've been pretty consistent. Vrabel's a gambler like Rivera, so that's one of those games that can go either way. All right, let's uh, let's expand this out just a little bit further. Let's let's go the whole half of the season. Okay. I'm seeing I'm seeing some games that, that worry me, right? Um, I don't know what we're going to get in Chicago. Like, uh, they got a second-year quarterback there. Um, Thursday, Thursday night football as well. Mm-hmm, which, notoriously, uh, this team is awful. Awful. <laughs> uh, whenever there's a national televised game. Thank goodness. I think this is the only one unless something gets flexed, right? Mm-hmm. I believe. Which is great. Um, but... So th- th- I think that's a question mark game right there because I'm not sure how good th- the Bears are going to be. They might be great. I don't they, think they so. might not be. You don't think they, so? No, I mean they traded away uh, quite a few of their players. Roquan Smith says he's not playing there next year. Um, I really, I really, honestly would like for Washington to go after him pretty hard. Like we need a linebacker. He'd be a great fit. Um, I'm honestly surprised that they haven't tried to to make a play for him, and maybe they have. Like that's that's the the position we need. Uh, he's got one year left there. Like he he'd be a big piece for our defense. If we could get him. Yeah, I think the biggest uh, probably worry would be uh, the Packers uh, when you're when you're looking there uh, in that first eight game stretch. Yeah, um, the, the Colts game is going to be interesting. The Colts game will be interesting. Um, who do, who did they even have at quarterback? I honestly don't know. Matt Ryan. Okay, um, Matt Ryan does have Washington's number. <laughs> he does have Washington's number uh, most he, of the time. Yeah, he, he seems to put up numbers, but somehow we managed to pull it off. I don't know how. Like, Chicago, I think we can win. Green Bay is one of those games I'll peg as a, a possible upset game because for some reason we always tend to keep That's it true. close um, or, or almost, beat Green almost. Bay. I almost died that last time they played Green Bay. Um, I think that yeah. was the uh, hog roast. Like uh, we had to like hold the the awning or whatever that is uh, down. It was blowing so hard, and like it was worth it though. It was worth it for that pig. Thank you, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that'll be an interesting game. Um, the ones that worry me out of the first eight, though, easily. If you put up your big worries, where you're like, I'm not sure if they even have a shot. It's the Eagles, and it's the Packers for sure. Um, yeah. And then 
the the games where it's like kind of iffy for me is the, certainly the Cowboys and certainly the Colts. How, how are you feeling about the first eight games, Kenny? Like, uh, what's your best case scenario first eight games, and what's your absolute worst case scenario? Did you have a good nap, by the way? A great nap. It was, it was very, very, very refreshing. He pinched um, off a low. What's that? I said you pinched off a low. <laughs> um, okay, so I got to just – I've looked at the schedule. I haven't really broken it down. Um, I have a I have a full season prediction, but it's not – it's just one that I just – a general feeling. Um, if we want to do game by game, I feel like we go uh, off the top of my head, win, win, loss, loss, win, win, loss, Okay, I, I want you to I want you to talk about the losses. Like who did who did you say the losses to? So win against Jacksonville, win against Detroit, lost against the Eagles, lost against the Cowboys, win against Tennessee, but that's like 50-50 because like Derrick Henry could run for 40 yards on this. Exactly. Um win against Chicago, lost against Green Bay, and then Indianapolis also a 50-50 game. I could also just see us losing to them as well. Yeah, uh, Matt Ryan again. So He's I think that's like one four. You, so you best case the, six and two, worst case two and six. I mentioned to Eddie while you were gone. Um, Jacksonville and the Colts kind of have a Carson Wentz connection with Doug Peterson um, as the Jacksonville coach, and the Colts having Wentz last year. So they kind of both know how to get under his skin. So like those, any other case should be like winnable games. It worries me with their extensive knowledge of Carson Wentz. The, well, the thing it does. The thing that's concerning to me, week one, if you want to just we'll talk about week one, right off the We're bat. We're going to talk about that next week. But yeah, I'll, I'll just say the one sentence. Carson Wentz could not beat the Jaguars when the Jaguars were basically like, hi, we're a doormat. Um, win. And he said, nah. Yeah. <laughs> that should tell you a lot about Big Red and, and <laughs> what he's coming from and why they were able to get him. Big Red. All right. Uh, let's let's flip it to the last half of the season. Um, we got we got another several games here, and we got we got a, we got two games in 2023. What the hell? Like huh. what is this? Is madness? This is utter madness. Um, you mean we got you mean games. there's yeah. a, there's going to be at least five? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, put the crack pipe down. We got Kirk's uh, return game uh, November 6th in week nine. Uh, I I think they're going to lose that game. Um, Eagles, I think that's no, no chance really. Um, the Texans, hey, there you go. All right. <laughs> Davis, <laughs> um, Davis Mills, he's good. I'm telling y'all. We'll see. Um, how about the Falcons? Nah. Nah. We can beat them. And then we, we got the uh, got the Giants. Twice back to we back. We got it back to back Giants. Isn't that weird? Yes. Giants by Giants. Two right. wins. Two wins. Two, I agree. Two wins. Uh, you know, I'm going to say that, but I I think you look at it right now on paper, that's two wins. I bet they drop one of those games. No, 100%. Because that's just hysterically. That's what uh, we do. Then, lose one of those. And it'll be and the one. And then we're going to get crushed on Christmas Eve. Probably, yeah. Absolutely crushed. I'll be at that game. I'm going to Chicago and San Francisco. Jesus, are you coming home oh. for Christmas? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be over. Why do I need to be home for Christmas? 
I, I mean, I, I don't know what your family, maybe your family celebrates Christmas. I've never asked. Uh, we did not celebrate Christmas. We yeah, have Hanukkah. I said Christmas heritage. I said um, Christmas. Hanukkah's over by then. I don't even know what it is this year, but I'm going to be in San Francisco. My plans for like 10 days. Are you going to bring your, uh, your, your uh, football menorah? I will. If it happens during uh, Hanukkah, it comes with me. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I do want to see that. We'll have to, we'll have to do uh, episodes of that in the background. Background. You're going to do an episode while I light every candle. And we yeah, do ab- prayers absolutely. together on, on, on this podcast. We're going to do prayers together. Um, yeah. When your poetry comes back, we'll do poetry and prayers. With Kenny How do you Alba. say Carson Wentz in Yiddish? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you'll you, have to tell me that. You tell us. A lot of bone-breaking sounds. And then my, uh, then my, my New Year's resolution is going to be to get more massages. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he'll be back, right? Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. And then That's, so what should be a, um, a win will be definitely a loss. And then, depending on what state they're in, how many people are hurt, and whether they even care or not, the Cowboys game. <laughs> Lost. So, I, I'm looking at that best case scenario for me. Let's see here. You want me to give some Vegas odds? I'm going to say four wins best out of that last half. Oh, I thought you were going to say for the season. I was like, good grief. I need to check your pulse. <laughs> four, 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 that's like best case scenario. I'm, if things go well and they don't have like a bunch of people hurt and they're not 31st in the league on their downs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying there. Like uh, they could absolutely be a doormat and drop way more of those games. I think worst case scenario, if you're looking at teams that might sneak up on them and have their number. Uh, maybe, maybe worst case there, three wins. Maybe. Yeah. I think, I think best case seven wins out of the last, what is that nine games? Who who uh, are you having them win? That's best that, case that, seven wins. That's that's best case. I, I would say that we had already dropped one to the Eagles. We we managed to win uh, one of the two to split the series. Uh, beat the. They beat might the as well be we, both in Philadelphia anyway. Yeah, beat the teams we should in the Texans, Falcons, Giants twice, Browns, and uh, again if we drop the first one to the Cowboys, I can see us getting the second one depending on if that's a meaningful game. And then uh, you never know. Like, uh, we got connections with the Vikings and the 49ers with Kirk and Shanahan. So, you can win I, one think, of those. I think uh, Kurt, Kurt will beat him. Or Kurt. Kurt. Um, so, anyway, the Vegas odds for Washington on the season is over under eight wins out of 17 games. Um, the first game is we are minus three and uh, we are 80 to one to win the Super Bowl. Which I think is so stupid because 80 to one's like not that crazy of odds. I mean, if you bet $5, you could win $400. That's pretty. You should, that's throwing away $5. It should be bet $5 to win $4 million because that's <laughs> what the odds should be. <laughs> Kenny. You're the one that's always singing Super Bowl. Give me week three. When we're week three in the podcast and we've beaten the Jaguars and Lions, I'm going to say, here's how the week's going to go. Win, win, win. Win, 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 win. Win, 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 win. Playoffs, win, win, win. 
and people are going to get real, like they're going to feel real good about themselves. If, if things do kind of go according to plan, maybe they're, eh, and then they hit those games. Like they, they play there in week 11, they play the Texans, they play the, the Falcons and, and the giants there with the buy and they get four wins in a row. People are going to be like, Oh man, resurgent red uh, Washington. Uh, and then they're just going to get thumped. <laughs> they're going to get thumped. Uh, by the well, we do have a back half easier schedule like that that Houston Atlanta New York New York stretch and even like let's just say Cleveland's gonna be the drizzling shits as it like too that's five out of six games that are very winnable at the end of the season we'll see we'll and see then, you so know, what like you said Cowboys might not even care at the end so it could be like technically if they put their backups in six of seven like you like you never know the football season well are we doing like full season predictions by the way yeah yeah that's what we're doing that's what, that's what we're about to get to here. Okay. I'll, I'll so I'll, I'll uh, can you miss this? Uh, who who wins the NFC East this year? The Cowboys. Me and Eddie both say the Eagles. I mean, it's one or the other. I can tell you it's not who is not us and the Giants. That's so, what Vegas Vegas agrees. I need Vegas I need agrees with who? three numbers from you guys. I need the best. Eagles, Eagles and Cowboys are very close. Eagles slight favorites over the Cowboys, but uh, they got the Commanders thirteen to two and the Giants fifteen to two. Yeah, yeah better he, than them. He can listen to the podcast later and uh, and hear what we talked about <laughs> while he's pooping. Um, I need three numbers from you guys. I need your best case scenario for the full season, your worst case scenario, and what your your true heart as a fan, your sober true heart right now is actually telling you. This I'm gonna let a... I'm gonna let Max go first because I know Kenny's gonna give a the longest soliloquy of soliloquies <laughs> to ever soliloquy. <laughs> well what did we go last year? Eight and nine? No. Seven I thought we went like maybe seven and seven, seven and ten. Okay. I, I've tried to block it out. It's been a long pandemic guys. So let me put it this way. Seven and 10 last year with Taylor Heineke. We have a much easier schedule with pretty much the same team. I think we win at least, I think Carson Wentz is worth at least two more wins than Heineke. Uh, So I'm saying that best case scenario this season would be that we go about uh, what, eleven and six. It was seven uh, and ten, by the way. Okay, seven and ten, and then uh, worst case floor eight and nine. So you're saying best case eleven and six, floor seven and nine, eight and nine. Our eight and nine. We'll win more. We'll win more than last year. We had a Heineke and, and a way harder schedule last year, so I, okay. I, I don't. I, now, what's your heart telling you? My heart's telling me it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle. I feel like uh, I feel like we all have a pretty good pulse on this team. I'm going to go nine and eight. Nine and eight. So that's that's your actual prediction right there. Yeah. All right, Kenny. Um, soliloquy: the the floor is yours. Well, okay. I'm not doing best and worst case scenario. Best case scenario: seventeen. No, I need all three. I need all all three. Best, okay. Best, best case scenario: no. Carson Wentz wins MVP. Dan Snyder gets fired. Uh, he quits. 
We have a new owner. We changed the name back to the Super Redskins, so everyone's happy. And Just play along with the, the bed, Kenny, and get, give me your number. So what's your best-case scenario? 17, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not a thing. Best-case scenario, like – no. If everything, yeah, there's if everything goes right, if the team looks at its potential and grows, no, that's that's not really. Every team has a ceiling. It's not a, it's not a hard thing to realize. Right. It's not a strange concept. I'm asking you, get <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with ten and seven. Ten and seven. That's all I was looking for. Thank you. It's funny because okay. when when he when when he did say best case scenario, I was like, well, that would be seventeen and zero. But right, worst case scenario, not real, not realistic. And, and our D, our offensive line quits, and Dan Snyder plays quarterback. Zero and seventeen. <laughs> so ten and seven for best. What's your worst? I'll I'll go with five and, and twelve. Five and twelve. I don't know why so, you're writing this down. I don't, I don't feel strongly about either of those answers. What's your heart telling you? Okay, that's this is this is where I, it's my time to shine. The floor is mine for 45 minutes. 17 and 0. I, your, your hard stop at 11 is 11-17. Uh, so go put that hat on and that ugly hat and let's go. The Washington Commanders with a new name and basically the exact same team march into the season with a much easier schedule and a new quarterback. But with without the depth and with a few key injuries to begin the season, and with the off-field shenanigans that are going to affect the team, the Washington Commanders finish this season 7-10. and 7-10. and 10. So same as last year. And with an easier schedule. Why? Why? I, the Washington <laughs> I just told you why. <laughs> Yeah, so you're 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 guessing we're going to have injuries and off the field shenanigans. Yeah, I so I honestly I said this before season in my long ass Facebook post, I think we're a ten and seven team that's going to actually be affected with about three games worth of and that great it's not going to cost us specific games, but three games worth of just mental silliness, the Dan Snyder thing. It's just gonna it's costing us three games at this point. It's affecting us on the field. We're gonna go seven and ten. Where we should have won ten and seven if we were like a a strong headed team, but we're not, so we're going seven and ten. To me, the Brian Robinson shooting is the end of our bad luck. We we're, <laughs> that, we're, that's part of it. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a stroke of good luck now. We're gonna regress to the mean. We're gonna we're gonna just coast along this season, and we're gonna go nine and eight. You you can't be, bad luck. Bobby doesn't walk like, like go trekking like in Hawaii and fall into a volcano and goes hooray my bad luck's over. <laughs> All right, so I, I've calculated it here. Why yeah. does my name say nude quarterback? At what point did I say nude? Qu- I said new quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing why is, why is Max's name Willie Beavers? We'll never know. <laughs> um, my best case scenario, best case scenario. God, this is eight, hold on. Eight and nine. Guess, damn it. Let me guess. I was going to say four and 13, but okay. Uh, eight and nine. Uh, best case. Worst case, um, three and 14. Say it. Huh? Worst Say case? three and fourteen. Worst case. Um, worst case. I'm a little, little bit more optimistic than Kenny. Six and eleven. Oh, look at you. What What was your um, best case again? Eight and nine. Eight and nine. And I'm writing okay. this down so we have this for in perpetuity. 
Eddie's, um, Eddie's extremes of best and worst case is just two games. Yeah. Um, but what my heart is telling me, my true number, my guess, It better be in the fucking middle. My number on the season, where I think they'll end, three and 14. That is worst case scenario. No, that's that's where I actually believe they will. How is that not worst go. case scenario? You can't say, okay, but worst case scenario is I get COVID and I have lung disease. Best case is I don't get COVID. What's actually going to happen? I'll die. That's well, worst case scenario. Your, your heart speaks to you differently than mine speaks to me. No, literally, that's worse than your worst case scenario. He has a charred black heart. He's like the it's, Grinch. It's like 18 sizes too small. That, that takes the definition. I rescind both of my answers now. I go to 0 and 17 and 17 now to counteract your non-worst case scenario. No, it's a, it's already been written down. It's in stone, literally. I, I sat here and chiseled it out. So. <laughs> Eddie's like worse than a worst case scenario. Eddie's like, best case scenario, we win six games and the season's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love a strike season. I think that'd be great, honestly. That's what, that would be me saying, my, you know, uh, best case scenario, 10 and 7. What I actually think, Super Bowl. <laughs> my, anyway. It's be better than best case scenario. Somehow we're just going to well, do better than the best. I just, we're gonna, I I'm going to post I didn't these, expect uh, I did not expect to be be the most optimistic of the of the. You're the always the here. most optimistic. I, I don't know what it is. It's like you've got like, I think a kids and wife and happiness or something. And Kenny and I are just, <laughs> just miserable old wretches. I think. And you got that awesome uh, Redskins rec room there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go play around the pool here in a minute. Um, you can just call me glass half full bacon. <laughs> I, well, I might just half that. full. Would that have made more sense? <laughs> Oh, oh well. full beaver. <laughs> now we're a rated R show. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, it's after 11. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> Good Lord. Is, is that how it worked in Marcy's house? <laughs> she went to bed and Kenny's like, Dick, I said it. <laughs> Number <laughs> one, Hoggy. on politics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Let's, let's not do that. That, that won't end well. Kind of like the season. All right, so I want I want to see I want to see uh, if anybody responds to this. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're our number one hoggy, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Where else are we? YouTube. Man, you're gonna have to start putting content out there. Like uh, uh, OnlyFans. I can't do everything. Okay. Yeah, uh, OnlyFans. After I'll, eleven, run OnlyFans. Kenny wears a bikini made of bacon. It's kind of weird. I'll clip this but, out. I'll throw it on TikTok, and uh, we'll we'll see who our number one hoggy is. <laughs> there number you go. one hoggy, baby! And don't forget oh, to God. hashtag hashtag Serena hashtag hogging the mic. I already tweeted that out. Yeah, get, get some views. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but uh, that's how you interlink. Old coattails here. Um, anyway, look at us. We're we're ready for the season. We're we're jazzed up. We're hyped. Some of us more than others. One one of us is a nude quarterback that took a poop mid episode. <laughs> New things every week. Next week we might even get poetry out of the man or but, a live poop. Oh, even worse. <laughs> After are you, eleven. Are we already are we already moving the episode to the bathroom? Oh, it's a, <laughs> give me at least a week three. I I forgot about that. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I, I'm your host, Medium Daddy Cool, for your other host, Nude Quarterback, and your other host, Half Full Bacon, saying, remember, 
The purpose of our lives is to be happy. Go Vols. Go Dukes. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs>